Thanks for hanging out with me on my little blip of the vast abyss that is the internet. This is where I plan on just hanging out and talking, well, all kinds of stuff. Everything from, you know, earthly things to multidimensional things. And since I work without a script, (laughs) who knows what I'll be chatting about today. Let's go take a looky-loo or a listen-loo. Hey, how's things? All right. Things are great. Good. Mediocre? Same old, same old. Fine, but not worse. I would think those are all pretty good. Those are all above it being crappy and bad. And we don't want those, do we? No. No, we don't want those. We always want to be thinking ahead, a forward, a forward, ahead, a forward. We always want to be thinking and feeling a great. <laughs> yeah, easy for you to say. Well, you know, not every day is a perfect day for me, okay? I have my off moments just like anybody else does. But, you know, I I try to wrangle it in. I try to um, make sense of what, what the heck's going on when it's going on. But I also allow myself to, you know, have a moment of getting pissed or angry or um, blurting out cuss words or, you know, <laughs> all those things that humans do. <laughs> I will admit, though, uh, they have gotten fewer and fewer over the years. And I don't know about you, but I think when you um, start to look at the why when it comes up in the first place, you kind of look at it differently and you don't hang on to it and harbor it and get all festered with the angry emotion, you kind of just, um, well, I do anyway, I, I quickly process it or I process it quicker than I used to do. So instead of being so angry all day for a day or two and just, you know, wallowing in it, I I get right to the point. Why? Or what the heck? Was that even mine? Most of the time, no. It wasn't mine. So I let it go. And when I say I let it go, I'm like, I let it go. (laughs) A A lot of people are like, oh, it's easy to just say let it go. But how do you let it go? Well, you got to figure that one out yourself. Uh, Nobody can tell you 
how to let things go, you literally have got to figure that one out yourself because everybody's letting go is different. And, um, you know, you can take that as a vague statement or not, but it's true until you can kind of, uh, get the gist of where your emotions kind of fall in certain categories and how you really, really, really feel when you're feeling the feels. <laughs> yeah, well, you're going to know. And I know that was just way, that's just like so vague and way out there that like, <gasps> one day, if not now, maybe you get it now. Um, you'll get, you'll get what I'm trying to say, or maybe you get what I'm saying now. If, if you do, <laughs> awesome, man, you've come a long way, baby. Yeah. Yeah. All right. That's not really what I wanted to talk about today. And, uh, also you're going to find out that I, I love just letting voices and whatever rip because it's just kind of uh, my fun, my fun perspective on things is just kind of changing, changing up the uh, the accent, if you will, or just letting things just kind of go. I don't, <laughs> I don't know why I do. I just, I, I do, and it's just a part of me. I, I, I'm just like that. Even if we were sitting here talking together, uh. I guarantee you, I will go into some sort of voice or accent or <laughs> something impression. I don't know. I've just always been that way. And that's not going to change. I'm not going to kill that switch just because I'm on a podcast and I'm supposed to be professional. Well, that's another thing you're not going to find here. Professionalism. <laughs> Oh my gosh, I am I am derailing myself, but I just wanted to um <laughs> make an obvious point. I do voices and I know you're going to say it is probably cuz you're hearing voices. Well, that may be true too, but I really do think that stems from my childhood. I had a a dad um, who has since passed, but he, um, he had quite the sense of humor. He was a, uh, you know, the guy, he was the dad with the dad jokes. He was that guy. Um, but it was kind of funny. We'd have, um, like, I don't want to say we'd all gather around to listen to my dad read, but we did. <laughs> we you know, back in the day, TV wasn't all that. It was just kind of one of those things you did on a Friday night. You'd watch the Donnie and Marie show. <laughs> Maybe some Lawrence Welk on the weekend. My favorite was Hee Haw, y'all. Yeah. Anyway, um, no, we would, uh, my dad loved reading it's just kind of, it's a funny story, but it's so, it's just, it's part of my childhood. He loved to read my mom's Harlequin novels. Yes, my mom had a plethora of romance novels. 
and her favorite brand was Harlequins, and <laughs> she had a lot of them. I mean, a bookcase full of these things. Um, now, back in the 80s, 70s and 80s, the ones that she was reading were, you know, um, I was a kid, by the way, too, of what, 10, something like that, in my, in my 10s. In my single single digits and early tween years, um, they seemed pretty, uh, you know, calm or you know, not very, not super, not like they they were not no Fifty Shades. I'll tell you that. But anyway, my dad would always <clears throat> he'd get us kids around. He's like, "I'm gonna read. I'm gonna read a chapter tonight." <laughs> We would go and sit around his feet and he would read these Harlequin novels and do the voices. My dad was a voice character guy and he didn't even know it, but he would, he would do the woman's Southern Belle. Oh, oh my. And, you know, and the, you know, the old, you know, I mean, he would just go into character with these people in these novels. And uh, if it got to a really like smutty part, he would uh, either censor it or clean it up or he would just like, oh, we're done. <laughs> but anyway, you know, it's just, it's just something I do. And I think it's because I witnessed my dad just being carefree, reading this stuff and not giving a damn. He was literally having fun at my mom's expense <laughs> um, with us kids. And he would just, he would just let it, his creative side would just come on out in his voices and just letting that rip. And I enjoyed it. I fully enjoyed Harlequin Night. <laughs> and I don't know if my siblings cared for it, but it's something I've always remembered. And I always remembered my dad just, he was truly in his, you know, his true authentic moments when he was just being his creative, free spirited self in those. And I don't, I don't know, but I'm assuming that I kind of carried that fun little trait right along. I'm, I don't know if my other siblings really do voice it. Characters or uh, what do they call that? Character voices? Voiceovers? Well, that's not a voiceover because you're doing the voice. Anyway, I'm I might be the only sibling in my family that does that, uh, and there's six of us, so came from a big family. Uh, anyway, once again, not what I wanted to talk about. But speaking of growing up in the 70s and 80s. Uh, I wanted to really talk about being prepared. And I kind of grew up in that genre. So the discussion I wanted to just kind of touch on in this episode, uh, because the here and now in the collective, the global, the global consciousness um, is about or they're thinking about and getting more serious about being prepared, 
because when you take a look around, yeah, why wouldn't you want to be? Uh, I grew up always having certain levels of preparedness around me. And I know that for some reason it like skipped a generation. It's just like totally gone for like a huge mass amount of people. And it's, I, I want to say it's kind of sad, but uh, you know, you just grow up the way you grow up. And if, if you had preparedness on any level in your, you know, growing up, then that would be cool and great. And if you didn't, then I'm sorry, but you can correct it now. You can get working on it now because you should always have some level of like a safety net on different various things in your life. Um, to me, that's common sense, but I also know that not everybody, you know, grew up kind of the way I did <laughs> or any of us that kind of grew up back in the seventies and eighties we didn't have half the amount of crap that's out there now. Not even half of it. I mean, McDonald's uh, was a true novelty, a place you went for very rare occasions. And this could be just my family. You got to have a birthday there where you got to go get a cheeseburger and a milkshake. Um, or, you know, some special event, getting my mom and dad to go through the, I don't even, I don't even think there was drive throughs <laughs> I think you had to park the car and go inside. Um, yeah, it was, it was just something we very rarely did. Uh, now I, there's millions of people that wouldn't know a single day, if not a week, without purchasing something from a drive-thru or a restaurant or, you know, some other service such as that. Uh, yeah, so I kind of grew up in that and it's just always been kind of a part of my life and my hubby has been around that himself so together we just have some core basics and essentials always i think another thing um with us and as our family unit as campers campers and uh um fishermen hunters things like that that's in our dynamic as well and we have all kinds of gear, you know, we, we've been in many power outages, um, mass forest fires and all, just all kinds of stuff. And when we lose power for a day or two or a week, you know, we got to get the generator out and we're camping, we're camping, but 
we're camping inside our house, but yet we're outside of our house. I mean, we sleep in the house, but we're cooking, we're cooking outside because our stoves, um, I've never had a gas stove now that I think about it. I've always had an electric in the kitchen. I've always had an electric kitchen stove, but I've always, we've always had a gas or propane, um, camp stove or barbecuer, things like that. So that would be, um, so being prepared, you could get yourself set up pretty nice before I trail off on everything that's out there in my camp box, because <laughs> not everybody wants to know what's in your camp box. Um, maybe I would probably, um, should set this up like a little bullet point thing so I can stay on track. So I've got an earthly, physical kind of preparedness um, little thing I'm going to blurp about. And then there's also some spiritual preparedness that maybe we should take a look at as well. You've got your earthly physical and you've got your spiritual awakening ascending and together you could be kicking some ass. Okay. So <clears throat> as earthly <laughs> things, um, a general preparedness. Now there is prepping going on to the extreme, various levels of it. And, um, you know, it is what it is and people are going to do what they're going to do. Hey, that's great. More power to you. I just think I want to kind of talk about like just some core basics because we're coming up on some reconfiguring and some transitioning times on this earth and you know, a year ago, I would have been thinking, you know, this will kind of be like a a layered effect. Oh, no. Well, if layering is every two months, <laughs> it's, it's coming quick, y'all. Um, yeah, I, I just think if you're if you set yourself up with some core things to keep you, um, you know, can I was gonna say contained, but you know, um, to keep you in that well, and it's a mental state of security. And I'm actually having a hard time trying to figure out how do you say this so it doesn't sound like you're about to prep for Armageddon. <laughs> I mean, there's going to be some things going on and everybody's perspective of it is different. Um, and it also depends on, um, your involvement within certain things or, um, how close you are to certain things. Um, I, I am speaking from a 
country gal out in the mountains right now, but I have lived in the city. I've lived in quite a few places, so I am not totally thinking, oh, you're country bunk, all you know is country. No, I'm also city and suburb and, you know, I've moved around a lot too. So I've experienced all kinds of various um, living, I guess, living situations and things like that. Um, so common things, common necessities we all need, right, is, well, shelter. So, um, yeah, you need to figure that one out. But, you know, if you've got your own place and maybe a backup place or a, you know, another location or going and being with family somewhere or friends somewhere, or, you know, even we have a family um, elsewhere in a different state that we can go to and stay with um, if, you know, evictions are going on. We live in a very high foresty fire location and we have had to leave our home and go live elsewhere for quite a few days. So it's kind of nice to know that there's that kind of a a place we can go and I think everybody should all should all have a plan B or you know an an extra location that they can go to if you need to hunker down somewhere while something is ripping through your neighborhood, such as a forest fire or whatever it is. <clears throat> so moving on from that, um, other common things that people will talk about and recommend that you get yourself some of is the money. <laughs> it's the monies. <laughs> I would just recommend, um, and we do it too. We have, we always have like a little bit of cash somewhere. We also have, you know, we do that kind of stuff. We've got some coins and we've got, you know, we also have a savings account. And I mean, if you have like a different, uh, tiered system of how you can, um, if you need to purchase something basically, or use it for trading, I don't see us going that way in our country, but a lot of preppers will say we're heading for it. Uh, no, but there is going to be some, you know, some reconstruction of our financial system. And, you know, there's Bitcoin there's bartering systems, there's other things, and there's going to be an advancement and, um, like a re, you know, reconfiguration of the financial system. They're just, they're just going to have to be, I mean, and it might not be like, it's right away. It might not even happen while I'm still on this planet, 
but it is going to come about where it's going to shift and transition and change at some point. So if you are just kind of paying attention to that, maybe a little bit of what's out there and what's, you know, everybody's giving crap to the cryptocurrency, but I wouldn't be laughing and scoffing it off because I, we are like the only planet that I know of that uses money. Anybody else know of any other planet that's using dollars, paper dollars, <laughs> rubbing two nickels together? I don't know. I, I did some reading a few years back and I was just kind of looking all over and reading other people's thoughts and perspectives about how we're just, we're that, we're that planet <laughs> that's using, you know, the dollar bill. So I, I don't see the dollar bill in the future. It's going to be something else. It's going to be a different way of doing things. But once again, don't know when, don't know the how, don't know that stuff. But for the here and now, maybe get yourself a little potpourri of different ways you can purchase something. A little bit of cash, a little bit of savings account, a little bit of this and that. You can always, you know, barter, you know, foods or whatever. I don't think we're going to be going there, though. And I really don't even want to get into that kind of line of this, of the subject. Um, I didn't even really want to go into this money thing because it seems to be a touchy subject for everybody. And I just, yeah, everybody's going to do and think and perceive the money and the finances the way they want to. Um, I just feel and intuitively feel that this is a shifting, changing, transitioning way that humans will, you know, do finances in the future. It's going to be something different. It's going to be digital. It's going to be, I don't even know what it's going to be, but it is not going to have Benjamin Franklin's face on it. Or Georgie's. No presidents. Sorry. Uh, I digress. I'm going to get off of the money thing. So, um, the other key things that people should be thinking about or have, even if you live in a studio apartment, you can... You know, store yourself a little bit of food and a little bit of water and, you know, you can tuck it under things. Uh, yeah, it could be under your bed. It could be, you know, under your desk, under your, wherever. You, you pile it up in a corner. I mean, <laughs> um, water, drinkable water. Um, I have got water all over this house <laughs> and, and we have experienced 
two, not one, but two wells going dry um, in the various places we've lived. So that has like programmed me, quote unquote, to always have water in reserve somewhere. And once again, we're out here and we're on a well. We lost, we lost our well. It was short lived, but we lost our well. Um, you know, and it was in the summer. Oh my gosh. Why does it always dry up in the summer? Ah. Well, I guess you wouldn't want it drying up in the winter. That would totally suck. It would. Um, I have gallons here and there. I've got them tucked in spaces. We also have the camping, camping water jugs. You know, they come in all different gallon sizes. If you were like in a one bedroom apartment or something, you could have five, 10, 15 gallons of water shoved in a closet and you'll be fine. You would be fine for quite a few days if you don't take a shower. <laughs> it's a sponge bath tonight, darling. Yeah. Um, so store yourself a little bit of water and store yourself a little bit of food. You can get, you know, figure out kind of what you would need. I am speaking like if you're a single person or you're a couple or something, um, families, large families. I mean, this is like, it's quadrupled whatever this is because you got a lot more peeps you got to take care of. When we had all our kids at home, we had, you know, the five gallon buckets the food storage, food grade buckets you can get now. They're everywhere. <laughs> Imagine that. Um, you know, we'd fill them with rice. We'd have a couple with rice in it and we'd have a couple with, um, you know, beans. And then we, you know, you've just got those dry goods that are just going to last for quite a while, quite a few years, actually, if you really need to. Um, we ended up collecting, you know, a few of those dried canned preppers things with mixed vegetables and stuff like that. So we do have some of those, um, in our storage for use, but I also have always, because I grew up like this, I always have a fully stocked pantry. Um, every time I go shopping for just our regular daily stuff, I'm also making sure I have, you know, enough canned goods so that if I had to, and I didn't have, and we didn't, couldn't leave the house for like two weeks, um, you know, there's a canned good that I can make a soup with or a stew with or something. So the tomatoes, um, you know, I've also got canned beans. I got dried beans and canned beans <clears throat> and, uh, you know, just whatever you're eating because everybody's diet's very, very different. So I'm not going to tell you what to go get. I'm just suggesting get yourself some canned beans, uh, some canned whatevers, tomatoes, canned soup. Go fill up your cupboard with Progresso if you have to. But um, I think the common amount of prep for anybody, I mean, the most safest bet is like cover your ass for a week or something like that. Um, 
but everybody's got different perspectives on that. And I also think it depends on where you live, how you live, and um, your own personal community, um, for example, your family and friends, that you can um, rely on. You guys can all kind of work together and get yourself set up to help each other out in a way. So, um, food, water, shelter, some money, baby. Uh, I also grew up in a house. (laughs) That's going to be my line. I grew up in a house. My mother had the biggest first aid kit, med kit, hygiene kit I have ever seen. (laughs) And and I lived it. Um, it's funny, my, I had some friends that would come over and be just amazed at this med kit because, you know, every once in a while, if you needed a Band-Aid, you had to go get it out of this med case. And I kid you not, it was a full on suitcase. It was a big ass suitcase and she had that thing stuffed full. Now this was, you know, nowadays it's probably... No big deal. Eh, whatever. You hardly got anything in there. Back then, it was like you walked into the, you know, the, the Rexall drugs was right there in this huge suitcase. She wanted into the suitcase because you got to be able to grab it, grab it and run. <laughs> I'm like, what 10-year-old is going to be able to lug this thing down the stairs and out the street? Oh... I think she moved up and got something with wheels. I don't know. (laughs) Anyway, uh, as a kid, we always played with the space blanket and we weren't supposed to, but we'd get that thing out, those silver blankets that, you know, they either repel fire or they keep you warm. Uh, Fun little toy. I, I don't know if, I don't have one of those in my own kit, but, um, that was one of those fun things back in the day. So if you don't have a medicine um, cabinet now that has some essentials in it, maybe get yourself a little first aid kit and hygiene kit. Um, the hygiene kit is all your necessities. And ladies, we have twice as much as any guy would ever dream of. <laughs> Make sure you're set up. Um, but yeah, you you know, your typical stuff, your band-aids, your, um, you know, your cough syrup, and your, your aspirin and all that stuff. And I have both Western medicine stuff and I have my natural, my herbals and my tinctures and my essential oils. And I have, I have both worlds. So, um, that could be something you could work on to get a little bit, a little bit of each, um, you know, you make the call, but get yourself set up so that you can, you know, stop the bleeding, right. And take an aspirin because it hurts so bad. (laughs) Uh, And all of this stuff. If you really wanted to go hardcore, you could deep, go deep into the, um, you know, 
websites out there on the internet that just talk about all kinds of prepping stuff. But, um, yeah, so the, the first aid and stuff kind of was going to roll into my camping. Um, so we have this camp set up and it, everything's in like totes, like Rubbermaid totes is all our camp gear. And if we have to, we can just get out those and utilize the equipment that's in them. Um, you know, lanterns, flashlights, matches, you know, propane tanks, uh, survival tools, you know, little barbecuer, little, the little stove that, you know, you can burn, you can boil water, um, you know, just have, have fun with it, but also get what you need, um, or what you think you would need. You got to cook your beans and your rice, right? <laughs> and you want it to taste good. So get yourself a little bit of salt and pepper, a little bit of garlic powder. Put it in your survival kit. Oh, I know. I, you know, I'm laughing at this, but it's also for some people, it's very serious. But I think um, I've had to utilize this kind of stuff so much in my life that it's just kind of like my, it's like our second, our second kitchen, our second home. It's like our, it's our, it's like our backup, our backup living condition is what it is. Um, you know, we have a tent, we can, we can quote unquote bug out. We have a tent, we have things to sleep on. I mean, we could live perfectly fine off the grid with no problems for quite a while. And that's just because we've accumulated and collected and we live like that. I mean, we do these kinds of activities where we've acquired all this stuff. Um, so yeah, I, there's just a, we have that comfort level in regards to being prepared. And I think it comes down to the fact that preparing and prepping in a fear-based mindset as opposed to prepping and being prepared so that you don't have to worry about it. I, and it, you just know that it's there if you need it and you can get it, use it and not feel freaked out or panicked or stressed or any of that stuff. Um, I, I see two different, you know, paradigms or uh, it's it's literally when you think about it there's like a little polarity right there within just that concept there's a prepping out of fear and then there's a prepping to just you know be safe and you know you got everything so you can live your life keep going on keep moving forward because you're covered once you once you've got that coverage over here you can focus on other things you can focus on your future you can focus on all of your um you know where you need to be focusing <laughs> which is the good intentions and the you know future timelines and your future self and you know what you want to be creating and co-creating 
So if you've got your backup plan set up and everything's all good there, you can go on with, you know, getting your things done, getting, getting going, getting done, getting moving, moving forward. However you want to wrap all that up in a little pretty package. <laughs> because trying to find the words to describe what's going on in my head can be tough sometimes. <laughs> anyway, yeah, so basic prep. That's your earthly, your earthly setup to cover yourself. Um for a few days, a, a week, two weeks, I guess it would depend on, yeah, where you're living, who you are, who's your community, and all that good stuff that I had mentioned already, so I'm not going to run down the list twice. Um, part of being prepared for the future transitions and shifts. I don't know why I'm saying future because it's now. This is happening now. So think about maybe trying to get yourself more self-sufficient and self-reliant in a way. Now, not everybody can grow a garden. I get that. Um, but there's a few things you could probably do. Um, if you can't grow a few things in your windows, uh, you know, cause you can grow stuff in a pot. I had to do that one summer. It was very interesting actually, <laughs> but Hey, I picked off a tomato off of a couple of plants, <laughs> a tomato off of a couple of plants. How about the other way around? A couple of tomatoes off of a plant. Um, if you can't garden, yeah, like do your pots or um, find some people. There's those uh, co-ops, um, what are they called, CSAs or something like that. Uh, or, you know, maybe, maybe you stumble upon some other people that are going to go by that little uh, square dirt somewhere and you can grow some stuff there. But... <clears throat> Maybe you've got a friend that's, you know, got a patch of lawn and you guys can work together and grow vegetables instead of grass. I think we're going to probably see a lot more of that going on. A lot more grass coming up and edible food, vegetables and fruits, um, multifunctioning or purposeful, purposeful planting is probably what we're going to actually start seeing more of. Um, people utilizing where and when they can to grow food. Um, when you think about it, why there shouldn't be any starvation going on when there's so much available empty space and empty land all over that can be growing something. I mean, even I had the thought if they could just start growing fruit trees in every park or every, you know, just start, people could just walk by and pick their fruit. 
Okay, I know some so this stuff could go crazy, so I'm going to just shut up because I could just let my mind wander. And sometimes when I do that, I'm actually processing out loud and I probably shouldn't process out loud on an episode of my podcast. <laughs> Cuz some things are just super dumb, right? <laughs> some things are million dollar ideas. <laughs> Yeah, they were. They were million-dollar ideas, but I don't know. I didn't I didn't harbor and grasp onto them and do something with them. We've all done that one, too, haven't we? <clears throat> Anyways, um, so, yeah, I, I think that if you... Uh, the two schools of thought... Man or not manifesting. Well, yeah, I guess it does have something to do with manifesting. Um, if you're doing all this with a fear-based mentality, aren't you going to manifest more fear-based things? Um, I, I just think that there might be more chaos when you're trying to prepare yourself in a feared in a feared state of thought because you are most likely I'm not saying that this is what's actually happening but it's most likely coming from all these external sources of other people in fear and panic um which might be sending your thoughts into their trails of thoughts which is causing you to think about maybe some things that might not even apply to you really. Um, and that's how it, it just kind of feeds on that. And the more of this stuff you're looking at or watching or listening to or reading about, it's probably not, it's not doing you any good by the way, but it might be sending you into some thoughts about getting prepared for any, any other further weirdness that's coming your way. Um, I think, I feel, I don't know the facts. Do we ever know the facts? No, <laughs> we don't. I just sense that there's going to be a lot of interesting things going on. Um, like I sense that there's going to be, you know, especially big cities, the power, like electricity kind of power, um, grids, and um, there's, there's going to be like shutdowns. And, you know, I don't know when, I don't know where. I just, I feel and I sense this. I have dreams about things like this. And so it just kind of uh, maybe validates some of my intuitive thoughts and the information that I receive from intuition, guidance, um, dream state, um, you know, tuning in, meditation, all these things. I tune in and I'm aware of, you know, symbolisms and metaphors and things like that. There's going to be probably... I don't want to make it sound like it's a for sure thing because I can't, but I just feel 
power and electricity is going to be an issue sometime. I don't even know when, but with all this stuff going on, the transitioning going on, it's bound to go down and out. And I don't know when or how long or where, but even I'm like doing a few things to prepare for living quote unquote off grid for, you know, a couple of days or whatever. So, um, you know, that's where those, the, you know, being able to cook with a propane, little propane stove or, you know, you're not going to have internet, things like that. Um, or the internet is going to really have some weird stuff going on. Um, because when you think about a third dimensional matrix, um, collapsing and old energies, um, transitioning into a newer high vibrational or just, you know, you know, the, the old, it just can't sustain itself. These things cannot sustain themselves as we are transitioning out of 3d and Gaia is ascending up. We're ascending up with her. Think about it. Think about all the stuff that you have lived to know and know as you live <laughs> through the matrix, through the through dimensional matrix and um, all the, the, the fallacies and the lies and the deceit and all whatever is going on and whatever you are um, using, utilizing, focusing on, thinking about doing, creating, um, just all that stuff all those levels and layers when they're going to start collapsing, well, they already are starting to collapse. We've well, got to come in with something new, right? So there's my, there's my, the gist of it all. Everything that is now the third, third dimensional. Now the, you know, the electricity, the, the money thing I was talking about. Um, Food, water, uh, first aid, health, healthcare, pharmaceuticals. Um, so the financial, the healthcare, health, pharmaceuticals, governments, um, education and higher learning, uh, religions, big business, corporations, monopolies, electricity, oil, um, transportation. Ah, it's just endless. It just blows my mind. Okay. All of these things that have old dying out energies, what do you think is going to happen to them? Yeah. There's, there's going to be some transitioning, some shifting, some reconfigurations, some repurposing. Um, you know, break it down so it can be built back up. It's, you know, it's where we're going. So when you put that into perspective on everything that you've always known to be, to be there for you, these are going to be shifting as well. And 
some stuff's going to go down and out. It might go out quick. It might go out slow. Um, you know, you might be, there might be some filtering in of new while it's shoving out and pushing out the old. And I am mostly speaking of the things that are going to be shifting and transitioning that uh, maybe most aren't super consciously aware of because it's just been that programming or background noise or just, you know, when you just do what you do because that's, you do what you did and that's what we do and we did it and we, you know, whatever, wherever I'm going with that comment, you do what you do because you did what you did and then you, you just live what you do and you, yeah, blah. The way things have been going, have been going the way they're going because it was set up that way in a negative agenda programming system for their benefit, for those in the uh, negative, all, negative alien agendas um, have been programming this planet for a long, 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 long time for their, for their use, their benefit. Um, they want, they want this place. They want this beautiful blue marble and they were working hard to get it. But we are at the splitting of the, uh, timelines and we are at that cusp of, heading on up for ascension and they are, well, I'm going to say it, they're losing and thank God <laughs> their time has come to an end. It is now time for higher consciousness and love and light and heart space living to take the wheel and drive. Um, it's the changing of the guard. It's whatever you want to call it. But we are at, well, we're at that precipice. And there is a split right now. I've, I've talked about this in my zero point um, episode where you are now choosing which way you want to go. So whatever you are giving your consent to right now in this year, in the next couple of years, in these young, young, new, fresh 2020 um, Ascension timeline years is where you are setting your trajectory and notifying the universe of where you want to go, where you're going to go, where you're headed. So it's a time to be um, choosing wisely, I guess, or really becoming aware and really becoming connected with your heart, you know, get that mind heart connection going um, be working and cleaning up and opening your energetic 
chakra system so that you can allow the higher frequencies to come in. I mean, there's everybody on this planet is getting just, I want to say bombarded, but (laughs) it probably feels like that for some. (laughs) I won't deny the fact that there are days when I am just getting zapped left and right with new frequency coming in and I'm tired. I, I can feel it. Um, but think of all the millions that don't understand what is coming into them or what is trying to come into them. And they're just, it's just another added level of a, a stressor or a chaotic, you know, feeling or whatever you want to call it, confusion, um, disorientation, all of these things, um, can be affecting people's thoughts and actions and, you know, they think they're choosing the right thing to be doing at certain times, but, uh, you know, it might be a little convoluted and they don't understand that that's not there. It's really not truly, truly the choices they really, really want to be making from their heart space. But a lot of people get in that mob mentality and then they just, flow in that river and you can get stuck and trapped and blah, 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 blah. But where I really wanted to finish my thought about the shifting and transitioning of the old to the new is that I think there's some going to be, so the, what's leaving is the old systems that were built upon lies and deceit and manipulation. These are things, you know, such as governments and um, I'm going to say it pharmaceuticals and even financial, you know, a lot of these kinds of things, programs are going to be dismantled and um, reconfigured or just changed completely into something totally different. I mean, it's, we want and we need new and it's coming, but we all got to focus or get our mind and heart connection, our unity consciousness. We've got to start all getting into that same thought and feeling stream to, you know, have a little bit more ease and grace with these transitions. Right now there's, we're in this, you know, this polarity mode of extreme fear and chaos and all this kinds of stuff over here. And then there's, I don't, I really don't know, but it really feels like there's just a small amount of light workers and people that are trying to, um, help bring awareness and help open up, um, expansion, higher consciousness, a consciousness expansion and thing. It's, it's a small group compared to this huge giant pie over here of everybody, uh, I'm not going to say stuck because not everybody's stuck in the matrix, but of just everybody at their own personal split 
in their own timeline along with the ascension timelines and they're they're lost confused and disoriented and um we want to help and we want to um let everybody know that start start looking at things with a more healthier um higher vibratory perspective and that's hard for somebody to understand when they're so enveloped in the fear-based mindset it is hard it is really hard but all all you can do is just keep being your light and being your love and um keep sharing thoughts and ideas or keep you know continue helping others by talking to them or communicating or showing or whatever it is you got to do um the silver lining to their cloud because over time they'll start figuring things out the awareness will start to come usually uh, but it's got to come on their own time you know it's got to come on their own time and it is up to them it is truly truly each and every one of us has our own individual path we're on and things are going to come to you your awareness is your awakening your whatever whatever's going on divine right timing but a lot of people have so many blocks and the shadow work and the um entities and the mind control the manipulate so many people have just bombardment of um shadow on in and around them that their struggles are probably feeling pretty real to them yes there is a lot of um upheaval or unrest civil unrest all that stuff that's going on currently you know it's going to help people awaken or maybe bring more awarenesses it's hard to tell i when i see the bigger picture of everything that's going on this is the big awakening moment the the big old wave coming through is to disrupt the status quo of the dark alleyway this global consciousness has been going down and disruption is here and it's here for a reason so there's going to be you know all kinds of things going on for certain you know levels of awareness or and it's once again it's individual it's where you are in your life you are where you are but it's also this amazing amazingly weird time for people to open up their eyes and get out of that box they've been in and take a look around this stuff 
has been going on for a long, long, long time. You've been accepting it as is, and you've been okay with it. Um, you know, if you don't be the person that always questions, then yeah, you are in that box. Um, I question everything. I am just, even when I, I feel like I'm on a new path of truth and revelation and this and that, I still question within my questioning and my seeking. I, I just, I never stop wanting to learn more or both sides of the story or, you know, let's, let's dig deeper into this. I, I just have that curious mindset. And I also am a person that will take this information, do a little bit of analyzing. I, I get, I do have a tendency to get in the mind sometimes over things that are coming into my heart and what I feel and that kind of stuff. I, I have my own little polarity going on with myself just in that. And so, um, there's so many various ways people are in their own little polarities within the polarity of the polarity. I mean, it's like you hold up that mirror in a mirror and you just see endless tunnels of mirrors. And you know, that, that, uh, that image, if you will, it's kind of where we are right now. And at some point, uh, you need to really, really tap in and start anchoring into some truths that are of higher consciousness so that you can expand from there. Um, you know, maybe that's like the rabbit hole, uh, scenario or cliche or whatever that saying, you know, go down the rabbit hole. Uh, a lot of people will need to awaken to go down the rabbit hole um, of truth and um, higher purposes, higher consciousness, um, ascension towards, you know, the enlightenment path. But we're all doing our own thing, but all we can do is, you know, just hope for the best. I mean, I, I would think that most everybody on this planet um, has an inkling of love and wants to see a better place, a better earth, a better future. We just need to clean out a lot of that old programming and it's happening now. And so we also need some patience, right? But we also need action steps. So it's, we're, it's an interesting time and this subject could go on for a while. So I'm going to like I always say, I'm going to reel it in, everybody. I don't want to bore you for too much more longer, but I'm going to proceed. <laughs> First, let me close up. Let me close up the the earthly preparedness little section. I was I was trying to break this up into two sections, and I realized I just kind of already started flowing into the spiritual preparedness part of this episode. But I'm going to sum up, or I'm not not necessarily sum up, but I just kind of wanted to close up the earthly preparedness um, concept or ideas or conversation I am having with the classics 
the classics that have always been based on good intent, good intentions, um, self-sufficiency, love, community, family, um, taking care of each other, taking care of yourself, the self-love, those classics, you know, they're going to stick around. And in fact, they're going to probably blossom in a new way um, and new ways of doing and being that um, and sharing that stuff. And it'll improve. It'll, it'll be just becomes the ways of which we do things. And I'm, I'm speaking in things like, um, back to the gardening or beautifying, um, working with Gaia, not stripping her of all of her beauty and resources, but we're going to bring her back to harmony and balance. We're going to, um, you know, we're going to feed her soul by, um, beautifying, cleaning her up, um, your gardening at your own location, even if it's in a pot, in a windowsill, um, you know, plants, beautiful, beautiful spirit energy, plants, beautiful vibration, um, harmony, balance, just, oh, I love plants. I, people say, oh, you're a cat lady. I'm also a crazy plant lady. I just love them. Um, and it's kind of funny. I grew up, I grew up in a house. <laughs> My mom, it's, it's, she was an interesting gal, but she, I always watched her talk to all of her plants. But the funny thing is, the irony here is, and I get it now because I've done a ton of family lineage, ancestral parental work and inner child and all that kind of work. I've done that. And I, I see things in a different perspective now, but she was the lady that she talked to her plants, um, and water them and stuff like that. But she could not figure out why they would always, always die on her. She's just like, I don't have a green thumb, but you're supposed to talk to your plants. And I'm like, I look at it now and I'm like realizing that probably her, energetic vibration in her heart space with her communication with her plants was not a match or was not, was nowhere near what the plant was wanting uh, or needing. I should say uh, their relationship was an interesting dynamic. <laughs> My mother was an interesting dynamic, but I'm not going to go into that. Uh, plants get you some. Yeah. Um, even if it's like the oxygen producing the trans, you know, the, the plants that will freshen the air in your home, there's lots of those kind of plants. Um, you start with those. If you're not a vegetable grower kind of a person, um, you know, you can start with those. I think people could always start with like herbs or something. They're pretty low maintenance and you can eat them. Okay. You can, if you're not a culinary uh, person that likes to cook, that's something else you're going to learn how to do in the new days coming up. You're going to learn how to provide for yourself and that's cooking or not. If you're raw or, you know, if you do the raw food thing, still you're using plants. So yeah, I'm not going to trail off into that. Uh, so yeah, the, uh, the classics. Um, everything from 
like I said, you know, the gardening, the beautifying of Gaia, um, this would bring up the preserving and the canning, um, you know, self-sufficiency things that you can do for yourself. You know, I craft and I sew and I glue things together and I paint and I, yeah, you, you might start developing some really cool creative expressions from yourself in, in the upcoming days and months and years. Um, because we all, once we all start tapping into what our heart truly, truly desires, um, everybody has some sort of creative expression, whatever that is for you. Um, you might even find some new ones, um, you know, go with it and see what develops. Give it a try. I try all kinds of crafts and arts and things like that. I might find that it's not for me, uh, but I'm going to try it. I'm going to dabble in it because it looks cool. sounds cool. looks fun. So bring that, that childlike playfulness in towards some things maybe you've wanted to try out because sometimes it's not even about the skill you're seeking to develop or um, an art thing you're trying to learn or whatever. Sometimes it's about learning something in that process of going that way, if that makes sense. Sometimes it's not about like, oh, I want to learn how to uh, whittle wood. I'm going to whittle some wood. I'm going to carve my own wooden spoons for that kitchen because I'm going to start cooking more. <laughs> it might be the something in between the now moment when you decide that and trying to learn how to whittle a spoon, there might be something in between there that is actually needing to come to your awareness. And that is also something I have been learning to allow and bring into my own awareness. Um, it's sometimes it's just not always about the point B it's what you're finding and discovering and learning in between that saying, it's not about the destination, it's the journey that, that applies there too, but be aware, be aware, and then maybe do something with it. It might come down the road that you're doing something with that. So anyway, the classics are going to stick around. People are going to get back to growing. They're going to get back to canning their beets. They're going to get back to drying their herbs to make their own tea. Um, people are going to learn how to make their own medicine. Um, I'm kind of on that path right now. I, I've always loved herbs and tinctures and things like that. Well, I'm taking it in my own hands and I'm going to make my own because I want to know what's in there. I mean, you can buy all this stuff. Yes. And there's a lot of great natural, organic, earthly companies out there. But I'm just one of those kinds of gals that if, if I can make it myself and give it a whirl, I will. So I'm in that state right now. And I don't know where it's going to go. I have no idea. I'm just going to keep going because it just sounds like fun and it is fun. So I think that's the other thing. If you are in that space of fun and adventure and you're on a journey and 
um, just allowing, um, yeah, you know where I was going to go with that. So, uh, bringing this to a close on the earthly thing, the classics going to hang around, going to get better, going to be doing more communities will also form because of this or over this or doing this or wanting this. Uh, yeah. And it's just going to, it's going to start changing the landscape, if you will, across many, many towns and cities. And I know there's like in the big cities, it's, it's been trying to get going. Um, it's been dabbled upon like the urban gardening or, you know, taking parks and putting, you know, I think it's going to start to explode in a new way of actually, getting it going on it and sticking to it and having it spread and spread in a good way. So, um, yeah, send some love out to that. Let's send some love out to Gaia and the consciousness of the people to get her green again. I mean, let's go, let's go. All right. So being the spiritually prepared, cause I feel that I am probably, extending this episode way longer than I was planning. That's also trending with me, talking way more than I plan to, but stuff just keeps coming up. All right, so since the energy coming in is higher consciousness, higher consciousness frequencies, so that we can start to open up and embrace and embody our our higher selves, our light body. We're going from carbon-based to uh, crystal to light body. We're going to a light body. And with that, you need to, um, like I've said, you open up, heal, start working on your chakra system. That's usually really good for like a base place for people to start because the rest of it can get a little overwhelming. Um, start with your own seven bot physical body chakra system and go with that. And you can look all this stuff up on the internet. If I went into the chakra system, this episode would get really, really long. Oh, please stop talking. <laughs> go look that up yourself. Um, uh, who knows, maybe down the road, I'll talk about this kind of stuff, but you got to do your spiritual work, your homework. And this is where a lot of people get a little, um, not quite sure where to go or what to do or how to start. Um, I, when I first awakened, it was really basic. I was just kind of, well, I was also following what I intuitively felt I needed to be doing at that time. And I wasn't a meditator before that. I really wasn't. I mean, I, I would go into deep thoughts and things like that. So that was actually considered meditation, but I did have a lot of monkey mind chatter in those moments, but I didn't really learn how to get myself into a good meditative state until my awakening in 2012. And I really learned how to 
have that become a part of my life, become a part of me. But you can start with a two or a three or a five minute meditation. Now, there's so many different kinds. Uh, you can head on over to the good old YouTube and look yourself up some meditations and go from there. Uh, when I was in my learning stages, you know, I had to, yeah, I had to go buy these things, but now you can get them for free. Uh, but I started with like three minute, five minute meditative moments and chunks just to start training myself that this is something I'm going to be doing and go, go from there. Now I don't need um, music or medit or guided meditations. I mean, I don't I don't need them. I do still use them though, depending on uh, what I'm working on or what I feel like I need to hone in and listen to a guidance because I I am kind of all over the place in my mind, if that makes sense. But more often than not, I just you can go sit out in nature and listen to the birds. Hopefully you've got birds where you live. Um, and just ask a simple question and listen, or just think happy thoughts and listen. Uh, meditation has come a long way and it's also, people are showing you that it's more ways than one. You know, we grew up in a, in an older system where it was, the yogi way and the Buddha way, uh, things are changing and those are kind of, I don't want to say they're old energy, but, um, and they're still good. I'm not saying go do something else, but meditation has morphed and changed and become faster. It's become faster and more personal and I don't know how else to explain it. It's just within that realm, things are different and personalized just in the meditative world. But to train yourself and learn and get going on it, you might need somebody else to help you or guide you or get you some music or whatever. I learned all by myself. You can do it too. Um, so yeah, so in the preparation for the spiritual path you will be on in these upcoming years and the rest of your life here on Gaia in this incarnate, you will need to learn and be doing and having it a part of you moments of silence, meditation, tuning into yourself, tuning into your heart, tuning into your higher self, turning into the God source, pure source, etc., etc. That is part of your spiritual work. And with that and the and the chakra healing, um, self-love, start taking care of yourself physically and emotionally, so that spiritually you're also better and well prepared. Now Part of the, um, I think the physical anatomy of you 
that really needs to be healthy and strong as we move forward, it's going to be your nervous system and a lot and your your circulatory system and a lot of people kind of bypass this, but everything that's coming in, your nervous system is what's reading all of that and sending the message or you are integrating all of that good stuff is through and with your nervous system. So it goes beyond just these chakras and your mind and your heart, your nervous system, your brain, the spinal cord, all of this good stuff has a higher purpose. And I think nervous system health is going to be huge or needs to be like way up there on your top 10 list of things you should be spiritually and physically taking an awareness in, taking care of, um, trying to do what's right for it and blah, blah, blah. So that's just my two cents on, um, the physical, actual physical body. I mean, you should be taking care of yourself as a whole, you know, everything, the organs, meridians, adrenals, and stuff like that. But I don't know if anybody, I know there's a handful of people that talk about, uh, your nervous system and things like that, but I really, really want to let you know your nervous system is huge. It is a huge part of how you're going to start um, integrating things, bringing things in and letting the energy go and flow and be and do. So whatever that means to you, however your nervous system functions for you. And you know, they've been, they in quotes, um, the negative agenda, you know, they've been working so hard to close us down, shut us off, turn, turn all these switches off and keep them off. They don't want us awakening and ascending. So a lot of people have nervous system and circulatory system and organ damage and adrenal blowout and fatigue and all of these things were done on purpose, but it's time to reclaim your body and your health and everything about you is your number one priority right now and get yourself, do what you need to do to start getting yourself on the right track for a beautifully, fully functioning, optimally functioning, divinely radiating physical vessel. And it's going to take some work, but start now, start with something, whatever I would suggest whatever is your biggest issue right now, take a look at that um, and go from there. Sometimes it is easier to start with the little things because the little things can open, help you open up to the bigger problem as well. So however you, you perceive it to be, you know, your perception of that, and this is where the meditation helps and your spiritual work, your inner child work. This is all going to help um, 
you know, help you cognize and help you kind of get things where you need to be going, where you need to be heading, what you need to be healing. Um, things just pop up for me now, naturally, just organically, because I've done a lot of inner child work and shadow work and ancestral lineage work and things like that. You'll get to a certain place where things will come to you a lot quicker and you won't question it. You won't second guess it. You won't self doubt. You won't, you know, you won't do all this. Won't, 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 can't, 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 what, 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 shouldn't, shouldn't, shouldn't. So I don't know. You will just get to a point where you're like, okay, let's do this because you know it's coming for a reason. And the reason is now get to it, do it, clear it, clean it, healthify it, do what you got to do. Um, I'm at that place now. I do have some that I have to still go down and figure and dig and delve deeper for, but, um, I'm kind of at that, uh, I'm going to say it's a little bit more than 50, 50, but I do have things that I'm like, what, why? I don't get it. And I got to, you know, ask for help and, and meditate and sleep on it and lucid dream about it and all that good stuff to help me bring the awarenesses and the answers that I'm looking for to get me to what I need to be looking at. Um, and then there, I've got some that just pop right up. Let's do it. Here's this. Let's go. So it is kind of cool. I will admit but uh, they don't all come to me on a quote unquote silver platter. I <laughs> got to go looking, but I want to, that's the thing is I want to, I want to get balanced and harmonized and cleaned up. And I just want to be moving forward with just, you know, radiance, I guess. And just in that, functioning of my divine blueprint and being optimal as much optimalism as I can get to at any given time of when I am, you know, that's the other thing is you got to be ready for it, or you've got to be at that place where you can handle it, be ready for it. You can do this now. You're there. Let's go. That's also a part of working on, you know, the awakening ascension path. But, um, so yeah, that just kind of basically is part of the prepping yourself spiritually. Uh, you know, you, you gotta have those conversations with yourself, with your higher self, um, the pure source, God source, and start doing the things that you feel right, where you're guided to, your intuition and things like that. Um, using discernment, always discernment is kind of one of those key things. And, um, you know, utilize and use and do things that resonate with you in the moment and time that it is resonating for you because what's, and I think I've said this before, what's truth for you now might be different tomorrow but it's there for you to 
utilize and and do something with. It's there it's there for a reason. So allowing that and then the trust. So when you're allowing and you're letting the energies come in and you're integrating them and you're not living in the fear, um, you know, you, you got to feel what you're feeling, process, 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 um, and allow and trust. So trust in yourself, trust in the intuitive goodness coming in, um, it's interesting that some people are like, I don't, I don't feel nothing or there's no, I'm not intuitive at all. Well, anytime you feel something, a little something in your, like your gut space, your solar and sacral chakra area, um, or your heart space, your chest, um, just any kind of, and this is where awareness comes in and consciously being aware of it. Um, anytime you're feeling a subtle something, some people it's very, very subtle because it's turned off or dimmed way down, or you get hit with a juicy smack of something <laughs> like, whoa, you know, go with that. That's your, that's your guidance. And the more you work with it and, um, fine tune it to yourself, hone that skill, you get better and better and better. And your guidance and your intuitions gets more spot on, darling. And so trust, trust in yourself, trust in that intuition, trust in your guidance, trust in the universe. You know, a lot of this um, law of attraction stuff that we all learned back in the day, we're beyond that now. I mean, that was kind of like one of those doors that got open to help many, many people bring in a new awareness and a new consciousness level. We're going into the next set of doors. Well, we've been going through some more doors actually of more and more things to help bring in your abundance and manifestation and things like that. And it all, you know, it all stems from your, um, your spiritual awareness, your higher consciousness and your harmony and balance within your physical and your energetic and spiritual higher self. It's all encompassing. And when you start working on that and you keep healing yourself, you're going to keep moving forward and things will start manifesting for you. And you will find that you've always been abundant. You really have, but you're just now really, really, truly aware of yeah, I'm alive. I'm on this earth right now. I came here for this ascension process. Uh, I'm super abundant, I would think. But people have been misconstruing abundance for physical, tangible. And there's nothing wrong with that because we all we all like to have a savings account and we all like to have a vehicle to go around in and we all like to have a house to live in and a stove to cook on and things like that. That's, that's not what I'm talking about. I'm talking about beyond your necessities of abundance where I must, must have trillions and trillions of dollars. I must own everything and I must have this, you know, that's, 
not what we're talking about here because you can fully function with the base core necessities of physical survival on Gaia. Uh, and this is where the shifting is going and all that. So anyway, I, I feel like I'm just going to start wrapping this up because prepping yourself spiritually helps probably, I'm just guessing here, is going to help prep yourself at that earthly level. Because when you are living and trying to get yourself to that higher consciousness or just not even trying to, you just are, when you're being and doing and are at a higher consciousness constantly, uh, your earthly prep, your earthly life and lifestyle is going to reflect based on that. So what you think you might need to be prepping and getting crazy prepped with um, might change a month from now as you keep working on your higher consciousness and your soul, spiritual self and working on your uh, multidimensional light body. Things on your earthly plane are just going to organically shift because of your mindset is shifting. So it's okay to have your common earthly essentials for any kind of power outage or uh, you can't get to a grocery store or, you know, all the gas in the world is now gone and you can't drive your car or, you know, just things like that. If you just have some core essentials, you will be fine. You will be fine. So the shifting of consciousness, your physical earthly reality is going to shift with that. And that is how the transitioning occurs upon the earth plane globally, collectively, as we all start shifting and following our higher consciousness and guidance, so too does your physical realm. It, it just is. It's, it's just how it goes. So if you're going to get swallowed up in the fear and all the pain and the trauma, you will stay there. And that will be your reality as you finish out this incarnate for yourself. So I choose higher consciousness, multidimensional life and beingness. And that's just kind of my choices. <laughs> I mean, if we are at that precipice of choosing right or left, uh, black or white, darker light, um, you know, 5D and above or 3D and below, I'm going to hit the higher, I'm going to hit that higher consciousness road. So join me, join me on this little path on up to heaven on earth. Yeah. Okay, everybody, I got to go write up, write up a Hallmark card. <laughs> 
Is that a Hallmark card? Uh, anyway. Um, so, yeah, I, I'm sorry if this seems to be a really long-winded episode, but it's hard to, like, cover both realms, if you will, in 30 minutes. Um, because it's just, yeah, I'm not even going to start becausing it because I will <laughs> go down this sidetracked road of another half an hour. And you guys are like, get me off of this thing. Most of you have probably already clicked off. I'm talking to myself right now. I totally know that. <laughs> and you know what? I'm okay with it. I'm okay with it. Uh, so yeah, 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 yeah. Let's, um, let's just say goodbye on that. Keep working on your higher consciousness. My, my soul family, my soul peeps, my like-mindedness fellowship, um, community, unity, consciousness. Um, you know, we're, we're all out here trying to, uh, get and go and be and do of good, happy, joyful, fun, creative, co-creative, adventurous, journeyful, um, love-filled, family, friends, good community. We just, I, I just would love, love, love for us to really get going in that direction. But, and I, I know we are, I know we are. We're just at that weird, we're at that weird pocket where the polarity is really, really being expressed. It's really, really being shown right now. But it's, you know, it is for the good, even though sometimes it kind of looks like, what? So keep working on yourself. Keep working on your physical health. Always, always be improving your physical health um, so that your spiritual, mental um, energy fields can all be of the absolute radiance um, and I said that almost in a backwards way, but cause usually people are like, you should be working on your spiritual self first. Well, your spiritual self is constant, should be constant. Actually, it's where we turn off in the physical. We kind of like put stuff on the back burner. I'll get to it later. Um, you know, I'll just put a quote unquote bandaid on it now, but because your physical vessel is very tangible and you're feeling it and you're seeing it and you know it. Uh, you can be working on that and your spiritual at the same time and, um, work on your balance there. Uh, so yeah, thanks for hanging out with me and, um, you know, I don't, I don't know what else to say except <laughs> it's time to shut up now and get going. And, um, thank you. Thanks for hanging out. Um, I hope you have a spectacular day and whatever you're doing, wherever you are, whoever you're with, um, be your fabulous, happy, joyful, heartfelt self. And I will see you on the 
awakening ascension path of new earth. Let's let's get to that new earth, everybody. Are you there? Are you there with me? You are. Hi. Hello. <laughs> All right. Shut up. Thanks, everybody. Have a great, fabulous, wonderful, Stella. Day.